0: that make you laugh shows that make you think music
1: that moves you it could only be one place universal broadcasting network tune in at ubnradio.com
0: Welcome to The Actor's Choice, where the actors and actresses have a chance to talk about themselves and their careers. Join us now for the next hour as we explore the marvelous industry of acting by actors and actresses from today's exciting show business world. And now, direct from Hollywood, here's your host, Ron Brewington. Hi everybody, I'm Ron Brewington and welcome to The Actor's Choice. We must apologize for coming in a little late today. We have our guest, he's not in studio, he's at his house and we're using Skype, so everything is gonna be okay. My guest today is a renowned actor, seen in nearly 40, 140 films and television credits. He's widely known for hit movies, The Big Lebowski, Rocky V, Nutty Professor II, The Clumps*, and many, many others. He's also been in many television series, from Attica in 1980 and all the way to Family Time this year. He frequently plays gruff, imposing law enforcement and military types. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Gant hi richard good morning good morning well
1: hello ron how are you
0: i'm fine i'm glad we is modern technology at its best
1: at its absolute best i'm out here in the valley some 30 40 uh, minutes from you so i'm glad to get you on time well close to time on sky
0: good enough for us sir uh, in fact, just I, I read your bio and your resume, and I just got to tell you, it took me almost an hour and a half to read your bio. And and and, and, and sir, you have really paid your dues in this industry, and we sincerely thank, thank you. you.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank Indeed. you. Indeed, been at it quite a while.
0: Uh, yes, you have Glad a while. So, when did you begin the first act thinking about acting?
1: I was out of the service back in college. I was going to a school called Merritt College in Oakland okay. at the time, and. The important thing about Merritt College at that moment was that the Black Panther Party was starting at that school at that time. So Huey Newton and Bobby Seale were frequent, um, frequent uh, students, friends of mine. Um, and uh, there was a revolutionary theater group forming. And at that time I was a dancer in a, a Latin dance company and some friends went to join the theater group and I followed after them and got hooked. So the first play I was in was the first play I ever saw because at that time um, we just didn't do theater. And you played ball or you did other kinds of things. You didn't do theater or didn't go to see it. So aside from church plays and whatever you saw on television, that was basically it.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. So you in 1980, after you got into the business, you got your first role. You played a fellow named Eddie Lewis in the TV movie Attica. Remember that?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. My goodness. Uh, that wasn't the first role, though. First role actually was in a movie called Night of the Juggler.
0: Oh, OK. Only
1: a couple of years before that. OK. Uh, I was a cop, of course. <laughs> you know, and looking back at it, I was doing some things better then than I'm doing now. Interesting, huh? <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of
0: people want to know, when you come in here to Hollywood, you want to get your feet wet. What's it like when you come here, I know you're from San Francisco, but you, so you're say you used to California, but you come here to Hollywood and you, you got to get your manager, your agent, and all these people on your team. What's that like?
1: Well, uh, the tried and true method for us at that time was coming from New York. So I had spent 16 years in New York doing theater and and other kinds of things before I even got to California. I came to California with a film called Rocky Five. Um, It was the fifth of the series of uh, Rockies with uh, 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 Stallone, uh, Sylvester Stallone. So I came with an agent. Uh, There was an agency um, here that has a partner in New York where I was, um, where I was a client of theirs. So, thank goodness I came with one, and it was very helpful. I think I got three more jobs that year. Mm-hmm. Um, a while here, mm-hmm. without coming as an as a seasoned actor, quite frankly, uh, and with an agent, uh, it's a bumpy road. You have to come. You have to find ways of attracting an agency. Uh, A lot of times um, there are classes that say, after you pay the money and attend the classes, um, you will do some acting in front of an agent or managers. Uh, And if they like you, um, they'll sign you. Um, The problem with all of that is an agent has to absolutely love you. Otherwise you simply sign to them and that doesn't mean that they're going to send you out because that agency's bona fides, his, his, his claim to fame is that he puts actors into these casting sessions that work, casting sessions that uh, he will produce for them. And if he doesn't love you, he won't he won't push for you. So it's of no use simply to send your pictures to an agent, uh, go in there and audition for him or whatever you do uh, and assume that he is going to uh, send you out. It really doesn't work quite that well. You I, have to do things here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. You have to be in plays. You have to do things to, to raise people's attention and make them want you.
0: Well, I see nothing's really changed, but you mentioned Rocky Five in 1990. You got your first break. Let's take a look at some video of Rocky Five.
1: Oh my God. Listen to me, Tommy Gunn, you can't fight the press. I can't oh fight the dog God. And as long as they got Bell in on the brain, he will always be champ. The man fought wars in the ring. Tommy, face fast, you're in his shadow. I don't know if there's any way out. This is your know own oh, man no, 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 talking. No, 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 no. Listen to me. There's a way for you to get the respect you deserve, but what you got to do is challenge Balboa to fight man to man. That's right, George, you can set this fight up abroad in a matter of weeks. Oh, uh, yeah, it would be the greatest fight ever. Teacher against student, old lion against young lion. And it's the only way you're ever going to get peace of mind, because believe me when I tell you, that press is going to hound you with that man's legend for as long as you dare to wear boxing gloves. You got to get him into that ring, Tommy. Gone. Are you gonna be in question like you heard tonight for the rest of your life? Then you are gonna start to ask yourself, Could I really take him? Am I really good enough? Do people really think I'm a cheap carbon copy or a second-rate pretender who only got a shot because of my skin tone? Old in America. Hey, Rock. Y'all blast the bomb, huh? Judgment. I'll suit. Come on, Pug. Touch me
0: now, sir. Sue me for what? <laughs> wow, beautiful, Richard. Beautiful. Those words, Rocky touch Bal me now, sir. Rocky
1: Balboa, Rocky
0: Balboa. Yes, sir. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Bal but you say, "Touch me, and I'll sue." That has Touch become. Me and I'll sue. Oh man, that was a great <laughs> I movie. I had
1: to fight for that. Um, um, they shot. They shot the film from January through, I think, March. Okay. Uh, out here, and then went back to um, Philadelphia to shoot some outdoor scenes and some other kinds of things. And um, and they didn't have a film. They 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 had it. They shot what they had written, but it just wasn't it. And so we came back to Los Angeles and, and, and shot for another six weeks, and the problem was they didn't have a villain. Um, uh, Tommy Gunn, um, uh, forgot the actor's name, he, it just didn't work. They didn't realize that I was the villain. It was me, it wasn't the usual fighter. So I had to fight for that ending that you just saw, ah. uh, where he ended up vanquishing me not just the fighter Gotcha. you um i had to fight for it right I had to argue fight and finally i got hit <laughs> and that was it
0: how'd you like being a don king character
1: um i loved it um i had never seen don king but of course at that time he was huge so you saw him on television and this that and the other and um and so i did a credible audition and um um uh, Stallone told me what he thought of Don King, who he wrote the character for, about rather, um, and so I tried to mimic that. He was a bigger than life, bigger than life kind of a fellow, who really never looked at you if he was talking to you. He looked around the room and was talking to everybody else. He was a, in a lot of ways, he was a frightening kind of a character. Yes, uh, he was very bombastic. I read some article once where it said that. Uh, when the reporter walked into the room, uh, Don King was sitting in front of a bank of phones. It must have been eight phones on a big, mm-hmm. long desk. And he was talking in one and would pick up the other one, and he never stopped yelling. So that was the character that I uh, I came up with. Um, uh, me and the director didn't <laughs> see eye to eye on parts of the character. Stallone loved it, though. So that's what we went with.
0: I hear you. But uh, but you but you personally never met Don King, never never okay. But that was never. a great movie. It got your career started. Uh, got you, it started. It really yeah. got it started. Really. Uh, prior
1: to that, I had been doing um, a lot of theater. Um, uh huh. A, a great a good amount of us came out of New York at the same time, the Sam Jacksons and Denzels, and all of us were basically theater hounds uh, prior to that, um, and we all came out about eighty eight to 1991. We all left New York coming out here to California, sunny Cal to uh, <laughs> make our fortune.
0: All right. Uh, let's take a look at a few of other, just, just a two-minute video, just to show some of uh, our viewers what you did, like, what you look like in other projects.
1: <laughs> Tell me how much money the practice has brought in this quarter after expenses this is how much your practice is netted oh my god that's impossible it's a negative number what you have more money going out than you have coming in It's, it's as simple as that how did this happen well you spent most of your revenue on something called the later baby launch party nobody came because someone wrote rikers island by accident on the invitation it was me. If you don't get more patients in immediately, your practice will definitely go under. If we wanted predictions on the future, we'd go to my psychic, Lady Mysterioso. We pay you for accounting advice. Actually, you haven't paid me in months, which is the other reason I'm here. Did you see this negative number? I just learned what that meant. Can you just take your money out of this? (laughs) Hold that leg Every day since I've been in this camp, white folks shot and stabbing on each other, still walking around to do their business. Maybe we could too. Not only if violence we meant was to that stallion's prick, and then to turn an honest dollar. I was coming to find you once I had the horse clean. This is the horse that hurt your boy. We collected him and we brung him back. He died. The horse escaped in my care. You may hold the boys dying against me. I collected the horse and brought him back. I'm back, too. You say what you think is right.
0: Not gonna act against you for an accident. Boy. Hey, man, that's big. That's large. Deadwood. Great movie. Great movie. Wow. That
1: was that was my favorite series. Is that um, right? D- Deadwood, Deadwood. first off, when you walked onto the set, it was up here in Santa Clarita. Uh, the old Roy Rogers Ranch is where they shot it. I see. And when you walked onto the set, you were immediately transformed back to Uh, 18, uh, what was it, 70 in uh, Deadwood, South Dakota, Um, 1878. Um, Deadwood was the Las Vegas of its time. Uh, They had discovered gold there, and Deadwood was the richest town west of uh, Chicago for the four or five years of this gold rush. Um, It was a town that had no law. That was the point of it. It was an unincorporated area. So the state didn't even own it. Um, when walking onto the set, I was being um, taken around by the costume designer. and, and um, So we were talking about different parts of the set. And in the back alley, there were these wooden um, crates, wooden jail cells kind of a thing, cages. And I asked her what that was for. She said, those were for the Chinese prostitutes. These women were snatched, stolen, uh, put in these cages and had to stay there for the rest of their lives. Wow. Uh, Their lives lasted for about seven years and they were drugged and Johns got up in there in the last days of their life for a nickel or a dime kind of a thing. So it was a depraved kind of a city. Okay. Uh, town um, uh, where 50 people a month were killed on the street. That was Deadwood, South Dakota and that was the program that uh, we were depicting. Okay, I was the only black in town until this other fellow showed up, the general. And so I had a way of getting around and getting through and past these people without being killed myself and holding my own and owning a blacksmith shop. He shows up and everything changes. Uh, And he was the death of all of us, both of us. Okay. You know, Richard, you're a man of
0: many size and that's why I admire you, sir. One of these things things that you were involved with the great South African leader, Nelson Mandela. We have a little short video. Please let's take a look at that.
1: This is my Mandela moment. In 1990, Mandela had been released from prison. Um, He was in the United States. He was touring cities. He was appearing at, at Uh, uh, big ballparks. Well, in Los Angeles, he was going to come to or did come to the Los Angeles Coliseum. Well, I was one of the stage managers. And uh, towards the end of this evening, where they had all of these uh, performers who were coming to perform, Hugh Masekela was the last act. Mandela hadn't arrived yet. Uh, um, He was at some other smaller event before coming to the Coliseum. So, uh, Hugh Masakela was just performing and performing, blowing his horn. And then we saw somebody that ran on stage we knew was Secret Service. Oz uh, Scott, the director, turned to me and said, Gant, go and, go and uh, uh, tell, tell uh, Hugh to cut. Mandela's here. So, I'm walking out there hollering, uh, Hughie, Hugh, Hugh! And he couldn't hear me. And I'm hollering, Hughie! It startled him. He dropped that horn and looked around. And I said, cut it, man! Mandela! Hugh grabbed that microphone, hollered, Mandela, Mandela. Those big torches lit up. The crowd rose in a roar. And Mandela, the greatest man alive, walked right past me to the mic. That was my Mandela moment.
0: Hey, that's a uh, Richard, uh, Richard Gantt moment. That was beautiful. Richard, you also do get around. Recently, uh, you appeared in a stage play. Now, I heard you say you like to do space uh, plays. Oh, this yeah. one was oh, called yeah. Papa's Bathtub Gin. And right now on the screen is a picture of the photo. We don't have any video on it, but there's a picture. And I see you standing up on, on the stage there with all the cast members. All the way to the left is some guy named Ron Brewington. He was a narrator. A lot of fun.
1: Hey, well, it was a lot of fun, and uh, my wife can't stop talking about your voice, sir, and talking about your 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 uh, the, the presentation of the narrator, <laughs> uh, 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 those kinds of moments. It was a great great show. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it, loved it, uh, loved the whole experience. Hopefully, we can uh, do it more times.
0: Yes, anymore. indeed, indeed. Uh, you, you also you get involved in a lot of other projects. Uh, recently, there was an event that happened here last oh about two weeks ago. Uh, you were there, and we took a picture. I took a picture of you standing next to Oba Winfrey and a whole bunch of other folks, as you can see on that picture there. That was the fiftieth anniversary. Can you tell our viewers what that was, please?
1: The fiftieth anniversary of the Negro Ensemble Company. The Negro Ensemble Company company singularly is responsible for a huge amount of actors that ended up. Um, coming to uh, Los Angeles, coming to Hollywood from New York. Um, Obah was part of that. Um, I've known Oba for maybe 35 years at the very least. I first saw him, uh, he was on stilts, uh, dancing on stilts in a play, in a musical called, uh, I can't think of it. Um, but all, all of us have been friends for 30, 35 years, all of us coming out of theater, heading to New York, heading to um, California to finally make some kind of money, make a living uh, in the in the field that we all love.
0: Outstanding, outstanding. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching The Actors' Choice. Our guest today, uh, Richard Gantt, uh, we're doing this via uh, by, by Skype. That's why it looks so professional. Good job, this <laughs> good job, good job. <laughs> Richard, to you, what are the rewards that you have gotten from becoming an actor? Beside the obvious, the money, but what else?
1: The money, well, <laughs> um, a life in the arts. Um, you always caution young people that want to be in this career that it's not about stardom. It's about can you have a life in the arts? Can you make a living at it? Can you look back after all is said and done and said, I had a life in the arts? If you can say that, you are a hero, you are a winner. And in fact, you're a star.
0: Right, okay. Well, you know, we got a lot of young, new actors out there. What's your feelings about them?
1: Well, learn as much as you possibly can. Uh, Know as much as the next person. Um, Have an idea of what it is, who it is, you want to be, and a picture of it, and work towards that. Um, uh, more than that, educate yourself. Here, um, here, here, here. Uh, gangsters, uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> they're really rather educated, are they not? Interesting. Um, travel. Yes. Learn. Yes. Be a people watcher. Go ahead and be a thief. We all we are all thieves in this industry. We steal from one another. Um, we steal from the lady on the bus. We we see how she performs. We steal from television. We steal. That's an artist.
0: Okay. But being an artist, and you also is you have to be able to stand rejection a lot, don't you?
1: <laughs> well, uh, some would say that auditioning is really what we do. Um, mm-hmm for just about every role that I've ever gotten save maybe four or five um it's been through auditions so you have to audition and audition well and love the 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 possibility of it um love the competition you mm-hmm. have to love that yes you walk in that room and you see uh, a whole bunch of folks in there that look something like you that do what you do yeah. you know you got to be able to beat them so you look around the room and say okay I got this one that one I can probably get. Well, not that one, uh, uh, <laughs> that's going to be rough, but let me get at it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that kind of competition, competitive attitude, uh, you won't make it.
0: Okay. That's Is, simple. That's simple. Is age a big factor in not getting jobs?
1: Well, there are jobs for the aged. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, when it's, you have to know who in the hell you are. Um, who you are on stage what you, you you have to you have to be identified as a certain something. Now you can play any number of things but when the call comes out for that something for that aged person, you best be there and you best win. That's mm. the job okay who you're there's always a job mm-hmm. Can you get it?
0: Can you get it?
1: because yeah. the next person wants it and mm-hmm. might want it a little bit more than you right?
0: As you know, we've had an influx of black uh, British actors coming into our country. What's your thought about that?
1: Ah, those Brits, it's hard to beat them. It's hard (laughs) as hell to beat them. Uh, They're exotic. Uh, They have that voice. They have a different kind of a training uh, than we've had. Um, And to beat them out is rough. But it's like like doing voiceovers. There is so many different kinds of possibilities, jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, you might have to move to another one to avoid those Brits. Yeah. Um, um, it's wonderful, but if you go to Britain, it's the same doggone thing. Right. They're looking for American actors that they can't find, or they're looking for that kind of accent, or that kind of attitude, that kind of walk.
0: Right. So you're saying pack your bags, get ready to go, get get out of the country. As a black actor, yeah. perhaps you might want to go overseas.
1: Well um uh, ron i'm from the school that uh, i'm from the school where it says that it's it's all about the theater of the diaspora got you it, it, that's what it's about there are opportunities elsewhere in the world elsewhere in our world about the other world yes if we can simply go and find it
0: well you know Look that on. fit of the diaspora you get involved in a lot of projects and that's one of the projects that you get involved in you're the president and founder of an organization that does that kind of work Is that my understanding? Can you Absolutely. tell us about it?
1: I'm involved right now um, in work with the United Nations called uh, UNAIDS. Okay. UNAIDS so. is an um, umbrella organization within the UN that is comprised of 11 um, institutions, agencies within the UN that has to do with AIDS work. My particular uh, bent, what I do, is build campaigns, global campaigns, for advocacy, AIDS advocacy. It's rewarding. Uh, it's something that I've um, been at, uh, the kind of thing that I'd wanted to do since I had first started in theater. Uh, I'd always wanted to bring uh, our people together on stage. I did work in uh, New York uh, with South African and American uh, actors, okay. uh, putting them on stage together. Um, how I ended up doing this UN work in the first place was because of that work. I hooked up with a buddy of mine named Duma Nglovu in Johannesburg, we were together in New York, we did a lot of stuff together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were trying to figure out what to do, and that whole Mandela thing came about because we realized that the 20th anniversary of Mandela walking out of prison was on us, and that we should celebrate it some kind of way. We should go to South Africa mm-hmm. and uh, bring closure to all of those people in the United States that didn't get closure when, when, when um, apartheid ended. Um, there was nothing else for these activists in the United States to do but accept it. But what happens to the activism? What happened to the moment? What happened to the cheers? What, what happened? Right. So what we wanted to do was go and celebrate that for them, um, we pulled a group together um, two weeks outside of uh, it happening, the ANC uh, African National Congress mm-hmm. uh, decided that no, nah, these Americans can't do it. <laughs> we're doing it so they <laughs> took over, but they brought 10,000 people with them Got you. so it was a wonderful, exciting um, experience walking out of the prison doing the steps that Mandela did, you know um It was just wonderful.
0: Wonderful, indeed.
1: Coming back from that, mm-hmm. uh, the plane landed from Johannesburg into Senegal, and from Senegal made the jump to New York. A, a UN fellow got on the plane and wanted to know who we were. In other words, what he really wanted to know was, who is all these black folks in first class? That's <laughs> right. <really wrong. laughs> so, mm-hmm. Told him what we had just done, uh-huh. and he said, Well, you ought to be at the 50th anniversary of Senegal's independence. Do you want to come? (laughs) Well, at that moment, Ron, you know how you look into a person's left eye. Yes. Just see if he's telling the absolute truth. Exactly. Um, And, you know, of course, yes, 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 absolutely. And so that started my journey with the UN. Hmm. I first started doing something in Senegal called the Theater of the Diaspora. That's where I got that. Where we look to um, do a theater in Senegal that would accept works from the length and breadth of Africa and the far reaches of the diaspora. Wow. <laughs> well, um, that didn't work because the president of the country um, uh, didn't win re-election. The next president wasn't so interested in all of that. So I ended up going on and doing UN work, okay. AIDS advocacy. Okay, That's how I got into all of that.
0: Got gotcha. you. Richard, like I said, you always get into something. Uh, the thing of, that I love about you is that you do all these things and you don't make a big thing out of it. You don't see this in the newspaper unless you know people who know you and know what you're doing. Uh, th- very much, sir. Thank you very much. Here's another pro- project that you have, the Pan-Africanistic Digital Solutions. You and a gentleman named Terrence Coles co-founded it. Can you How tell you us about that? about
1: all this, uh, bro?
0: <laughs> <laughs> do my homework. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yes, we... we, we Build network solutions. Yes. Um, one of the things that we are doing for the UN is something called, well, we are connecting different UN AIDS offices around the world um, with something called um, the, um, uh, what the world is their acronym? Um Global Alliance of Mayors of Africa and of African descent. Okay, So we're in the process of hooking all of those kinds of things up. Uh, At the back end of everything, of course, is AIDS advocacy. But the opportunity to use Microsoft uh, technology, Microsoft solutions um, with them is exciting. Um, We have a connection with Google. And so the challenge is to find ways of connecting Google and Microsoft uh, solutions together. Um, uh, Microsoft uh, back-end and Google uh, front-end kinds of things. They're competitors. So um, uh, the only way they could possibly work together is some kind of advocacy.
0: Okay. Being as busy as you are when you have a chance, what do you do when you have a break? You take a break? Well, I'm
1: mad because I won't have a show then. <laughs> if I have a break, it's because I don't have a show. Uh, when, when an actor doesn't have a show, he's you know, he's, he's, he's moping around, he's bothering the wife.
0: Uh-huh. You know,
1: he's being a general pest. So um, <laughs> so the AIDS advocacy uh, fills in a lot of the uh, work and time. Okay. Uh, but when an actor doesn't have a show, ooh.
0: Ooh. Do you often go to movies?
1: Uh, you got Netflix now. Don't have to go.
0: Okay. But yeah, of course you go. Okay. How do you like going to your own movie? Um,
1: it's a challenge. It's a challenge if you're going to sit in a movie house with your stuff playing. It's a challenge. Explain. Well, I mean, you got the audience there. They're mm-hmm. going to r- recognize who you are sooner or later when you go out. Uh. Um. You're on edge anyway. Watching you, looking at stuff that you figure you could have done better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, uh, so it's a trying kind of a time. Gotcha. You. you go to a film festival. Uh, I mean, you go to these things, but you don't. You know, it's 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 not a joyous thing I because see. you're so self-critical. You have yeah. to be critical.
0: Yes. yes, you have to be. Yes. Yeah. You've got a current movie bit you're filming right now called The Appeal. Can you tell us about it?
1: Oh, The Appeal. Which one is that? I'm <laughs> always doing something. Now to appeal. Um, you mean a tone? Uh,
0: uh, well, according to what my research says, you're doing. You're filming a, a photo, a picture right now called The Appeal.
1: No, I'm doing. I've just done a tone.
0: Okay. How about Listen, appeal? I
1: might. I might have done the appeal lately. Let me think. Okay. A lot of times you go in and you do these shows, yes. And you 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 walk in, you do your thing. You don't know who else is in the film. Yes, if they're not in the, on, on the set with you right. in your scene, mm-hmm. you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you walk out and you go to the paymaster, and that's it. That's gotcha. you may never see it. Right. As uh, you know, it's, it's like it's like when you're doing a, a a series, right. And people run up to you in the street to, and talking about uh, asking you questions about this character, that character. And you have no idea what the world these people are talking right. about. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the life of a, an actor, a working actor.
0: Because you guys, you shoot out of sequence a lot of times, right?
1: Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Walk well, in, do your job, they hand you your doggone script, and, and you're lucky if you've uh, been able to uh, um, uh, commit it to memory. Got you. Uh, doing Deadwood, the interesting thing about that was. Uh, you had the script. You did do your your pre work. Um, you did the rehearsal. You shot it. Uh, no, you did the rehearsal. Uh, then the producer would come on, look at what you're about to do, and change everything. Right. And so now you got to do it on the spot. Right. And so your work becomes whatever the work is, whatever the challenge is for that moment. And after that. Um, you got to forget it, you got to walk away from it, uh, because you got something else to do, either next scene or tomorrow, that probably doesn't have the same energy as this one, yeah. so you forget easily, right? Uh, you did a um, um, thing from what uh, the Mindy Project, okay, uh, with the Indian girl, a wonderful comedic actress. Uh, half the time, I didn't know what in the world she was talking about, <laughs> <laughs> uh. You do it. Uh, next scene, very quickly, you do it, get up and leave. And you might not hear from them again for a year. Wow. And all of a sudden you're back on trying to remember what in the world you did before, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful life like that.
0: Yes indeed. Family
1: time, which you mentioned, um, I did the pilot. Didn't hear from those people for a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They called me, I walked back into the doggone studio, I looked around. I said, "Man, who is my wife? (laughs) Which which one is?" (laughs) It's like that. It can be. It can be confusing.
0: Wow, wow, Richard. How do you want to be remembered
1: as a Pan-Africanist? Okay, as a person who um, found ways of uh, of uh, bringing our culture. The totality of our culture, which is huge, um, um, to the stage, to life. Um, when we came along, um, we didn't have that kind of black culture that's available today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I walked into that stage for the first time, I had only read, I believe I had only read one black book in my life. Wow. And I was 22 years old. So uh, my lifelong push has been um, um, to bring the culture of my people, our people, uh, to light. Thank you. Combining cultures. And that's what I do at the UN with this AIDS advocacy. That's why it's so wonderful.
0: Mm. Got time for a couple more questions. Here's one. Who was a favorite actor or actress who you worked with in the past and you'd like to work with them again?
1: Well, always Morgan. Um, I've worked with Denzel once but only as a director. Uh, I directed him in in, in some little small thing. Uh, No, more than one, it's two, two things. uh, it would probably be Morgan.
0: Morgan. Morgan Freeman. Great actor. Great actor.
1: First time I was on stage with him, I just got to New York and I was understudying somebody and it was a rehearsal and I stepped in for the guy and I had seen them rehearse it. So I knew what to do. Uh I would say something to Morgan, Morgan was turned to say something to me and I would reply. I said my thing to Morgan, Morgan turned and he said it to me, but he said it with such force that I lost my line. I was standing there, ah gaga. And I said that I would never allow myself that again. I would always be on top of it. Later on, Morgan and I did a Broadway show together and I made sure I made sure that um, I dominated the moment.
0: Okay. Is there a play that you, or a script that you would like to write that you're working on now, you, don't want, to, you want to tell us about it?
1: Actors always writing something, man, you know that. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote something uh, with a partner called um, Church and State. We sold it to CBS, uh, and uh, we sold the option to CBS. Um, uh, and the script has come back to us. Uh, and so we are doing whatever's needed to uh, resell it again. Um, got another one that we are looking to push also called uh, Boley. It's about an all-black town uh, in Oklahoma. Church and State is about the church and the state. Yep. Um, exciting, exciting piece. Uh, we believe that it will easily match Greenleaf. Yep. So I don't know what else to tell you about it uh, without getting into the exciting parts of it. (laughs) Exactly,
0: exactly. As you know, the technology has evolved. There's many more outlets for producing uh, products and getting it out there. How do you feel about the future of this business?
1: Well, Ron, I used to run track. And when you're running track, the one thing you don't want to do is get lapped. Right. You, you, You understand me? Right. Right. That's what the deal is right now. These young kids is coming behind us. Uh, they are not concerned about a whole bunch of things that we were concerned with. They can their concern is putting out, kicking out product, and mm. distributing it. It's possible to distribute your own content. Yes. And with the amount of platforms that's out there now, and the amount of hungry public that's out there, and since content is king, um, they are kicking out product, right. and so. Yeah. Uh, it behooves us uh, to get on the good foot, understand that there's somebody always behind you yes. uh, and that they're working very hard.
0: But are they able That's to, the
1: world we live in. Uh, the amount of Nigerian content alone yes. Yes. Um, uh, uh, blows any young man's mind. It's mm-hmm. now getting on Netflix. I think there's four shows from Nigeria on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um can you get your can you get your shows on uh, Netflix, Mr. Director? <laughs> Nigerians are. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the competition is after us. Yes. Wow.
0: Do, 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 do you had a me- mentor when you first came up? Who are you mentoring
1: now? My wife in the background said, "My wife." <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, I have, uh, I have daughters. Yes. Um, that I try to impart whatever knowledge I have. Uh, my middle daughter, eldest daughter, is teaching school up in Oakland. Uh, middle daughter uh, graduated from University of London with a master's in um, in uh, classical theater. All right. Uh, younger daughter is. Um, is a singer. Uh, She's operatic qualities, and we'll see where all of that goes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so what you try to do is suggest lightly paths that they might consider. Um, Always come up with projects that with them in mind, some kind of way, not necessarily as performers, but as manipulators, uh, coordinators, um, uh, managers of some sort. You know, so they see that that side of the world. The 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 performing side is completely and totally up to them. Got you,
0: got you. There's
1: there you you you. There's almost nothing that you can suggest.
0: Right.
1: They either have it or they don't. They had they either have that hunger, or or you don't. You know, I had a friend once whose son was um uh, wanted to be a professional basketball player. Well, her husband used to be a professional basketball player I don't know if he played for the Lakers or whom uh, but he was a professional basketball player and she could look at her son and know that that boy didn't have it wow we're not talking about skill we're talking about the the rest of what it takes right um so uh, there's almost no help for that I see but mm-hmm. Richard but you try to offer what you can
0: right Listen, we out of time. I want to thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show. We really look—we got to get you back again. There's so much more to talk (laughs) about in
1: studio.
0: In studio, and God bless you. Working with you on that play, man, I had a bunch of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Looking forward to working with you again. God bless you, Mr. Gant. God bless you, and we want to thank you. And we want to thank you. And we'll see you next time.